So olive curing is something that I kind of came to about five years ago. I've always been really interested in the sort of DIY spirit, do-it-yourself projects. I have loved olives my entire life. When I was two years old, this is a true story, my mother did for my birthday make me a birthday cake that had my name spelled out in olives on top of the icing because I loved them so much even as a little kid. Um, I don't know if it tasted good. I was too little. I don't remember. But, um, and I have photos to prove it. But I've always, want, I've always been curious about how do you make olives. There's something that a lot of people really love. It's kind of a love-hate thing. You either love olives or you hate olives. Um, they seem like some really exotic, difficult thing to make. And then you read about them and you hear that it's just salt water. So if that's true, why aren't we all making our own olives? Well, it turns out that it is just salt water, but it, it requires a tremendous amount of patience and a lot of trial and error. And, and Ben is laughing because the first year that I made olives, uh, after he tasted them, his direct comment was, I suppose there are some natural disasters after which I might eat this if I were starving. <laughs> um, so the first thing that I think is really interesting about olives is that green olives, brown olives, and black olives actually all come from the same tree. It's just about how ripe the olive is when it's picked. And uh, the black olives are much softer, and so they, they absorb the, the salt water in a different way, and they have that kind of softer texture. Um, but the, I didn't really have any idea how to make olives. I had just heard some stuff online. You put them in salt water. So the first year I tried this, I just threw the olives in salt water. I actually, what I did was I, there's a guy at the farmer's market that I go to that sells, uh, he sells raw olives. And you can only buy them in October or November because they only are ripe during that time. And so I asked him, what do I do? And he said, just put them in the salt water and, uh, you know, leave them for like two months and then you can eat them. And I said, how much salt water? And he was like, I don't know, like a, a fist of salt for a gallon of water. I just, like, I don't have a recipe. I just do it, you know. So I tried to follow his instructions and they came out disgusting. And part of the reason that they come out very gross is that olives are naturally very bitter. So raise your hand if you've ever tried eating a raw olive. Have you ever just like picked one off a tree? It is, it is so disgusting. Because if you see them on the tree, sometimes you think like, oh, I wonder what this would taste like. They, it's like, it's a kind of bitterness that I can't even explain. Like, you know when you bite into a lemon and your mouth puckers involuntarily? Imagine that plus the texture of a completely unripe banana. <laughs> Do you know that, what I'm talking about? That kind of dry, disgusting. So they're completely inedible. And for the, long, for the longest time, I wondered, how did anyone ever take this disgusting thing and realize that they could make a delicious food out of it? And then it kind of occurred to me that if you're looking at the Mediterranean, where the olive trees are on the cliffs over, you know, overlooking the ocean, the olives fall off, they fall into the salt water, and somebody realizes that the ones that are washing up on the shore actually taste really good, right? So you can put them in brine. So there's a couple different ways to make uh, olives, and maybe I should talk about that and then take questions. Yeah. Um, over time, I have learned that one of the best things to do is to purchase the olives from the farmer's market instead of picking them yourself off the trees. And the reason for that is that there's a special kind of wasp that stings olives and lays its like larva in the olives. And so when you pick them yourself off like a tree by the side of the road or one of the urban trees in San Francisco, you then have to go through every single olive and look at it to make sure that it's not stung, uh, which is really time consuming. And I have done it that way. And it's, it's fun to feel like you've picked 20 pounds of olives yourself, but over time it is not really worth the effort. So you buy them the, from the farmer's market, and if it's from a special orchard, they will like have olives that are not stung. Um, I don't know how, but they do. 
And then there's three ways to do it. The common method is just to put them in a saltwater brine and you, you put them in a very heavily salted water. There's different recipes for how much salt. You change the water like every three weeks and you do that for like five or six months. At the end of that time, you take the olives out, you rinse them, and you put them in fresh water for a week or so so that they lose the extreme saltiness, and then you put them in like a delicious marinade, and that's what makes them taste wonderful. The other kind, which I think is actually pretty intriguing, have you guys ever had the kind that are, they look like raisins almost, they're like wrinkled black olives, and they're usually in oil? So those have a different flavor, but those are actually easier to make because they're just salt cured. You don't deal with the salt water. You just take the olives, you literally put them in a pillowcase uh, with a whole bunch of just like rock salt or sea salt, and you hang the pillowcase in your pantry, and then every day, just like for three seconds, you shake the pillowcase to make sure the olives like move around a little. And at the end of the month, you take them out and they look really wrinkled and shriveled, um, but they're delicious, and you put them in oil and you store them that way, and they're really good for cooking or putting on focaccia or anything like that. And uh, and that's it. There's like there's another way to make fresh cured olives, but I'll open it up for questions because I don't know how how much people really want to hear about olives. What was the big mistake you made the first time? I did not brine them long enough. So I'm, I I I you kind of assume after they've been brining for like three months or four months, you just kind of assume like this must be as good as these olives are going to get, um, which is not true. There's like a point that they reach after like six months, and it's different for every olive, so it's like there isn't actually a science to it, it's an art, but at some point they become more edible. And it's really hard to discern because they're overly salted. So you take one out and you think like, oh, it's really, really salty, I think it must be done. And then when you let it kind of lose some of the saltiness, because it's too salty to really eat, then the bitterness kind of pops out again. So you have to just be patient, like tasting them, trying, waiting. I don't know, actually, um, the woman who was making the food over there asked me that because she had known someone who brined them for five years. I, I have no idea. I mean, I think the salinity of the water would probably prevent them from rotting, but I don't actually know. And I think it would work better with green olives than black olives. So the black olives are softer. And my experience with them is that they rot much more easily. Or It's not that they become inedible. They don't rot, but they become like very mushy, at which point they don't taste good. And you wouldn't really, you wouldn't want to use them. But if you canned them, if you like actually did the like hot water bath for the cans, they'd probably last a really long time. But I've never actually learned how to can, so I just make enough olives to eat while they're fresh, and then that's it. Yeah. Discuss green olives versus black olives, and your preference. Um, how to cure either? Yeah, I mean they're both really good. They're just different, so I don't have a preference. It's like asking your favorite child. <laughs> um, I actually, I think I like green olives better, <laughs> except, except, so I prefer green olives if I'm just like snacking on olives before a meal with a glass of wine, but, um, but like for cooking or if you're making focaccia, the black salt cured olives are amazing. You can't really top that. And then there's some recipes that like, there's this place near here called Ramblas. I don't know if anyone's ever been there. And they serve these like little tiny baby brown olives in this um, marinade that's like unbelievable. And I've never figured out how to do it. I've kind of toyed with the idea of asking the chef if he would just give me the recipe, but it seems, I feel like asking the chef for something in a restaurant is like something that only my mom does and it's like a little too much. Last yeah. couple questions. 
So I actually don't know anything about the scientific basis for how it works, but I'm sure you could find that out online. I mean, for me, it's just more of like a cooking thing that I've explored for what makes it taste good, but I don't know what the salinity is doing to leach. Just put it in a jar, just left it on the counter for six months. I think from reading other recipes about how you do it, I think it just makes it last, it takes longer. I think it would still work, but it would just take a longer time. I don't know because I have these friends who have a farm um, and they have an olive grove and they've told me that they have no stings on their trees. It so stings the tree. It, it, no, it stings the olives, but you, like you'll see, it, it's it just, like it, I'm sorry, it just stings so, it like lays babies inside. So what it looks like, it lays well, it it stings lots of olives, but it only lays like a larva in some of them. But oh, you don't want to. Take the risk of like <laughs> someone biting into your olive and there's like a tiny worm, no. right? So you have <laughs> to inspect. It would be dead, there, and, it, and it would be tiny. And they might. The truth is, people would put it in their mouth and they would eat it, and they would never know the difference. But like, you don't want to risk as a host the horrifying notion of someone like eating half the olive and screaming that there's a worm in it, right? So you have to look at each olive, and you will see like a little. It looks like a little piercing, like a little sting, and then it gets like brown around where it's stung. So you actually can tell. Like you don't have to worry that the olives that don't look stung might be stung. Like if they don't look stung, they're not stung. But you do have to inspect them. So with a, with a lot of food you make yourself, you either save a lot of money because you can make it for a lot less, or it tastes a lot better because you're using better ingredients. Have you found that to be the case with olives? Such a loaded question. <laughs> So Ben hates this olive hobby. Um, okay, it takes a lot more time to make them yourself. And they are, they do not often come out better. So, so, the, so the disadvantage is that you're putting in a lot of labor and you could probably buy olives at Byright or Berkeley Bowl that are just as good. But Making them yourself is like a very fun process if you like being able to make things yourself. And the other thing I really like about it, I work for the Sierra Club. I love, you know, environmental green stuff. And I have to say, it sounds kind of nerdy, but the fact that the olives are only ripe in October and November, and that I go to the farmer's market every year and I buy those olives then, and then I have to go through the process of curing them. And there's this anticipation of waiting until they're ready in the spring and I just feel like there's so few things in our easy you know easy quick culture that involve anticipation at all anymore that for me the process of like waiting for the olives to be ready is so exciting and the first time that they actually taste good I won't say delicious but good <laughs> and that I can share them with people and say like I cured these it's it's really satisfying I'm really excited I didn't get to do my shameless plug. I do have a radio show. Um, and it's called Sierra Club Radio. So it's a show that I host for the Sierra Club. And it's not really me talking. It's me interviewing other people. But if you're interested, we have a podcast. Or you could check out sierraclubradio.org. So thanks. Thank you.